Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is season eight of our Seventh Heaven podcast. It is. On this episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing season eight, episode one of Seventh Heaven, the title of which is The Long Bad Summer, part one. There was no German title, so um, I don't, I'm, I could make one up for you. Or if, or if <laughs> whatever, it could be like, Perhaps the quite literal translation of the long bad summer in German. Or if you are one of our German listeners and want to give us a German title, do it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, our IMDb user synopsis is The Camdens have a bad vacation. Simon is depressed over the accidental killing of his friend. Lucy and Kevin talk about starting a family. Mary deals with a problem that she does not want to share. Peter spends more time with the Camdens. What was your first impression of this episode? Um, it was slow. Yeah. It was very slow. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I have mentioned it to Aaron multiple times. Um, but, like, it's just shoddy camera work a lot of the times. Yes. There's, like, it's, like, really bad focus on, like, characters' faces and stuff. Everything seems out of focus. Aaron pointed out very astutely about a scene. A lot of the scenes take place on the beach where, like, the sound editing is horrible. Um, and that all distracts from what was supposed to be a super emotional episode. Um, I also don't like how Seventh Heaven decides to do, cl- like, cliffhangers that go from one season to another. Like, they didn't need to... Or I guess they... they I think they could have started this episode with showing us the aftermath of the pregnancy and of why, why um, Sergeant Michaels and Lou had... Wait, why was Lou the one giving the news? Why wasn't it Sergeant Michaels alone? Um, I guess because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, not Sergeant, Detective Michaels. Um, anyway, my like, I feel like they could have done that and then they could have flashed forward, you know? Because it just... It's so annoying. We got bits and pieces about this accident in the like throughout the episode. It was like a little bit was dis- disclosed every time that somebody brought it up, and it was not a good way of going about it. Like they sh- should have done it all at once. It should have been like, yeah. Well, anyway, just a spoiler alert. Well, we're not into the episode yet, mm-hmm. so we won't do that. But yeah, it, that just annoyed me. Uh, we were supposed to be like on our on the edge of our seat, wondering if Lucy was pregnant. But we knew that this was happening later in the future, and we saw that Lucy's stomach was flat. So we didn't need that like moment of oh she's not pregnant because it's just shown to us. Yeah. Just like in any other in every other situation where this has happened, where it's like oh is this person is married or this person's running away or whatever, and no they're there, so it doesn't matter. Right. I don't know. It's just. I feel like there are moments where they just needed one extra person in that room. I feel like revealing um, Lucy not being pregnant was, like, what, are they going to have someone else say it while she's off screen? It was going to happen that way. It was going to be revealed anyway, like, you know? I just feel like they could have done, like, they did so much buildup for two episodes, and then it's just said because we look at her stomach and it's flat. Yeah. 
I don't know. I feel well, like. Well, what uh, I, I'm asking, what do you oh, think? Asking. What do you think is the better way to do that? Because no, I think so that my, that's fine. So my like idea for how I feel like this, the beginning of this episode should have started, would be like a, a direct continuation of the finale. So the ref finds out about the accident, and so the, so does the audience. Okay. And then in the next scene, we in like the cold open or whatever, Lucy, we actually see. We don't. She doesn't have to say it. Lucy just shows us the, like not the pregnancy pregnant. test. Right. Oh, okay. It's not pregnant. So yeah. So that it's not. It's not clearly a time jump, right? Yeah. And then the opening credits happen, and then we move, to, and then we move forward, and then we're in the summer and at the beach house, and we're like, oh, it's been three months, or it's been two months, or whatever. Right. I feel like you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna give us the facts immediately, then give it the right way. I don't know. Right, right. I, I, people disagree. That's completely fine. So we'll get into it. Because that's not how the cold open happened at all. <laughs> um, the cold open starts with the Rev walking on the beach. Um, and um, Lucy and Kevin come up to him, and they're like, oh, it looks like it's going to be a nice day. Oh, we're going to have a picnic on the beach, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Peter and Ruthie and the twins. meander over, yeah, and those useless twins who really, really were very bothersome in the first half of this episode. There are too much of them, too much of them. Well, first of all, they're supposed to be five years old at this point, and honestly, it, they still talk like in this ridiculous baby voice. Um, and I don't expect them to be, you know, having like intelligent conversation with anyone, but they, all they do is just like add commentary to what they're like. Or they say things in sync. Yeah. I, I, you, I mean, you, you mentioned this uh, when they first like showed up on the screen, on the screen. It's like when we start the show, Ruthie's five years old. Right. Right? And she's able to have... Like, full conversations with adults and engage with adults. Whereas they just have the twins being like, you're in trouble. Big trouble. Then, like, the other one is like, big trouble. And, like, they just each say, like, a few words, and they together they form one sentence. And it's like, really, um, the, the why did they ever introduce these characters? Or, like, don't age them. Just, like, have them be... Babies, <laughs> just Forever. replace them with babies every season. Yeah, new babies. Don't, don't get. They, first of all, there's no reason to give them any dialogue. Yeah, ever. or that. Just have them in the background somewhere. Yeah. Um. So, at the beach, uh, the Rev asks where Simon is, and Simon's shown seen like he's seen next, looking incredibly emo, very sad, uh, with the wind blowing in his face and in his hair, and Annie kind of basically trying to talk. Um, some sort of sense into him, and we hear accident. So there's been some sort of accident that Simon's involved in, and it's making him sad. And that's where our cold open ends. Uh-huh. So right now we don't know a thing other than accident. Um, so we're going to get to Simon's storyline all the way at the end of this podcast. But first we want to talk about something that's really stupid. <laughs> um, so Chandler and Roxy. Oh, there, first of all, there's like this faux conflict. Yeah. So the Camdens are at a beach house. We gather it's their last day. Uh, the the Rev is like outside, um, kind of on the, the side on the side of the beach house, when um, Chandler and Roxanne walk through the gate, and he's like, "Oh, um, today's our last day here. What are you doing here?" And Chandler's like, "No, it's our first night here. What are you still doing here?" Um, and they have this stupid, like, oh, well, I thought you were coming tomorrow, but I thought you were leaving today. So there's that back and forth um, that really is just to reveal to us that Chandler and Roxanne have spent the summer having sex. 
They are not engaged. They are not married. They've just been having sex all summer, and the Rev doesn't approve. Um, but no one does, apparently. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Chandler is like, we'll go stay at a hotel. The Rev is like, no, we have enough rooms here. You can stay in one room, and Roxanne can stay in another room, because you're not married. Um, anyway, Chandler and Roxanne leave. They go to a hotel. Um we catch up with them when they have the beach house to themselves. We have a couple of conversations with them where basically Chandler is adamant that he wants to get married, um, that like it's the logical next step in their relationship, and Roxanne is clearly not into it. Um, she Her first reasoning is because she thinks that it's Chandler's way of creating a family for himself. We learn that Chandler's father has died, so I wonder if they got to go to that Yankee game. Um, and, but then, obviously, Chandler's like, look, you knew I wanted to marry you before anything with my father came up, so I don't understand why you're hesitant now. And Chandler brings it up again in a later scene, where this time he kind of makes it into an unsaid ultimatum. He's like, look, I can't do this anymore. Either we get married or, and Roxanne's like, or, and that's kind of where we've left it, so... We don't really understand what's happening with Roxanne. We gather she's maybe afraid of commitment. Um, she might be afraid that she can't walk away from a marriage as easily from as she could from a relationship. Um, and just a final note on this storyline um, is that everybody knows that they're, they've been sleeping together because it's like the gossip at the church. And apparently the church gossip circle has been calling Roxanne a hussy. A hussy. Um, but... They've not said anything negative toward about uh, Chandler, which I thought was an interesting point that the Reverend brought up. This isn't something that we're bringing up, but it's like, oh, you're calling um, Roxanne a hussy, but what about Chandler? He is also engaging in premarital sex. Why not call mm-hmm. him a word or two? A hussy. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's where we're at right now. Don't know what's going to happen next with them. And that's it. For them. Who cares about them? No one. Uh, so... Uh, we'll talk about, very quickly, I guess, what the user summary was talking about, about Lucy and Kevin. So we know that they're not pregnant, but apparently since... Since Lucy told Kevin that she thought she might be pregnant, or that she... Like, obviously, she didn't tell Kevin in the last season, so she apparently told Kevin, like, she thought she was pregnant, and she's not... Um, and he apparently really, really wants a baby now, so, um, they have a little, like, talk about that, um, Lucy is like, I want to finish school, Kevin says that he could stay home and babysit while she's at school, even though it's his child, it's not babysitting, um, anyway, um. But they seem like they're heading towards wanting to have a kid. They got the fever. Because Lucy tries to get away with not going to church. So she could have sex with Kevin. And she doesn't say sex, but she says, we need something life-affirming. And then she kind of makes some eyes. Also, this... Is to her father? Is <laughs> to the Rev. And the Rev's like, yeah, we all need something life-affirming, but I hope you're not trying to have a baby right now because you're, uh, like, in college. Yeah. And you have two more years left. So, and then, like, apparently that's enough for Lucy because Lucy's like, yeah... <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'll go to church. Um, but after church is where the... It gets a little messy. Yeah. Uh, so after church, Peter is 
so this is like a little crossover with Ruthie, um, Peter is leaving the Camden house and he forgets his... Uh, Peter never went home after they got back from the vacation. They got to the Camden's house where Peter apparently keeps a suit or like a blazer. No, he didn't go home. He left the first time oh, and then he came oh, yeah. back. We should start with the fact that... Oh, yeah. So Peter, after the... Oh, Peter was on vacation with... Peter was with the, <laughs> the Camdens. Number one, Peter was on vacation with the Camdens. Okay, number two, when they get back, uh, he as he's leaving, he, like, forgets his bag or whatever. So Ruthie's running after him. But she, instead of running into Peter, she runs into Carlos. Now, if people don't remember who Carlos is, uh, refresher. Carlos is from, what, like, season two? I was going to say three. Three, maybe. Um, He was the man that Mary brought home for a day. It's like the one and only Christmas episode we ever had um, from the shelter where she was working, the homeless shelter. And because of him, because of the Rev, he got reunited with his family in New York. And now he's back. And Ruthie finds out very quickly why he's back. It's because... He's married to Mary. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, IMDb could tell you this. Yeah. So, um, Ruthie now knows. Now, remember, Lucy knew this already. And so now Ruthie's kind of like, I know, and I know that you knew, and you didn't tell me. So, after church, this is now the thing. Uh, so, after church, it's confusing. It is a little bit confusing, the timeline, (laughs) because Ruthie and Lucy and Kevin all go... No, Ruthie is upstairs alone. Lucy comes upstairs to talk to Ruthie about, like, oh, what are we going to do about the fact that you know about Mary now and I know about Mary and Carlos is here. And they're like, well, why do you think he he decided to tell everyone now? Like, he's been keeping this secret for months. And then they never say it out loud, but they keep alluding to the fact that, like, well, you know why he's telling us now? It's because... You know, yeah. and and the uh, they're alluding to the fact that Mary could be pregnant. And this is what Peter overhears when he's, like, going to say goodbye to Ruthie. But, yeah. Um, so this is important, especially because we thought that they were getting annulled, their marriage annulled in the season finale. And for apparently season seven. they're still married, um, and they might be having a child. Um, this information then gets forwarded to Kevin... Um, later on, and we find out that Kevin knew about Carlos and Mary before... Lucy told Kevin, even though Kevin had never met Carlos because he was on the show so long ago. Um, and then, not only does Kevin... So now not only does... Kevin, Ruthie, Peter, Lucy. No. No. That Matt and Sarah also knew, or at least Matt, well, obviously Sarah knew, and Matt told his best friend nurse, Marsha Wilson... And Marsh- well, you're getting ahead of yourself here, but Simon finds yeah, out. Yeah, Simon finds out. Um, but yeah, so basically what they're setting up here is that everybody who's and important knows except for... The Camerons. And Carlos is there to tell the Camerons. And there's kind of like a bit of an argument, not argument, but just a disagreement where um, Mary should be the one to tell them, but Carlos is going to tell them. And are they telling them because she's pregnant? Eh, I'm sure it'll get resolved soon. Yeah, <laughs> imminently. Yeah. Um, so... I guess we talk about Simon now? Yeah. Um, so, as we kind of spoke about before, they keep talking about this accident that occurred. Um, so, at the end of 
last season, Lou and and Detective Michaels came to give bad news, and they're like, I forget what they say, so that we have bad news or something like that. Um, and basically, Simon has ki- killed someone, killed the kid who was riding a bike with his car. Yeah. Um, while they were on the way to Ruthie's um, period dinner. Yes. Um, so this happened, we're led to believe this is the last day of summer because, or summer, quote unquote, because the first day of school is the following day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is weird. Hold on, I'm sorry, this is off trap. But wasn't your first day of school usually a Wednesday? Um, I'm going to say Tuesday because it's usually the day after Labor Day. Oh, okay. Mine was usually a Wednesday. It was like, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was a half day, and your I mean, first well, full day well, was they, like well, Monday. Well, they never told us what day of the week it was supposed to be, so. Well, no, because oh, we they knew went it, was to church, su- yeah. it was a Sunday, and they were going to school on that yeah. Monday. It was usually a Tuesday, though, because it would be the right after Labor Day. Okay. Um, anyway, off point. But, um, so, yeah, it's the end of the summer, so it's been, we're assuming three months since the accident. Um, and it's kind of rocked the Camden's world. This is why we're at a beach house for the first time in Camden history, uh, as far as we know. And Simon has been upset all summer long. So much so that, like, he's basically not been babysat, but kind of been monitored by every single Camden in circles. Um, and nobody's been able to get through with to him. And he hasn't talked to Cecilia for the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So she comes to visit him at the beach house um and he's very much like you deserve better than me uh you shouldn't be with me you should be with someone better everybody hates me for what i've done or should hate me and if you hang out with me they're gonna hate you too and cecilia's kind of like um well she doesn't know what to say she's like i love you yeah basically um so no none of that is true uh and I feel like the next scene we... we Simon just has a, a bunch of little interactions with the family lashing out at them. So later on, they're still at the beach, and the twins want a snack, so the Rev is going to take them out to some fast food place. And Simon is like, I can take them. And he thinks that the Rev hesitated a little bit or, you know, um, gave him a look. So he's like, oh, that's, you know... Uh, I, I saw the, the the look you gave me, and, and it, if it was an accident, why why are people still uncomfortable with me driving? Um, and that's just, I can't remember yeah. every single little kind of... Uh, there was one... There's At one point, when when they're finally back in the house, the Camerons um, are argu- arguing about... Um, so the, the church sign is... Uh, van- I, we're going... This, I'm sorry that there's no uh, kind of uh, continuity to this. But while the Camdens are still away, um, Kevin gets a call. Yeah, at the beach house. At the beach house from Detective Michaels. And he learns that the church sign has been vandalized. And somebody wrote on it, like, thou shalt not kill. So Kevin leaves the beach house early to go back to work and, like, help them clean up the graffiti before church the next day. Um, So the Rev knows this and Kevin knows this. But not everybody else knows yet. So um, Simon says he doesn't want to go to church that day. The Rev is like, that's perfectly fine. Uh, the Rev tells Annie that Simon will not be coming with church with them. And he's like, I told him he, he's allowed to not to skip church today because of the uh, yeah. of the graffiti and like people might be talking about it and we don't want him to know about it. So the Rev and Annie start to have a fight about this and like Simon comes down. So you get the idea that 
um, there's been like a lot of tension and they either fights about um, because there's also like pending litigation about this. So like there's probably been it's probably been tense in the Camden House and like um, a lot of fights have probably occurred surrounding this whole accident. So like as soon as Simon comes down into the kitchen, they change the the they like pretend to fight about who's going to shower first. Um, and obviously Simon knows what's up and he knows that he's been causing a lot of distress. Um, and he also knows they're hiding something from him, like the graffiti, uh, something that like eventually everybody in the family finds out about except for Simon at this point. Um, so back, so, um, Aaron mentioned very quickly about litigation. Um, we find out that the victim's family, so the Smiths are the family that are affected. It's Paul Smith who, uh, has been killed in the accident, his parents, and then he has a brother named Justin Smith who is, where I think he's on this in the same grade as Simon. Um, yes, and this kid was younger. I don't think he was Ruthie's age, but they don't really... Um, wait, but he we find out he's on drugs. Oh, I guess he's a young kid on drugs. Well, he was riding his bike. I, I didn't, he's, he's, he's younger than Simon. I think he's older than Ruthie. Okay. Um, so maybe he's like a younger high schooler or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin is the, who, is the one who... We find out he's the one who's done the graffiti. And, um, so the Smiths could get, uh, are getting money from their insurance or from the Camden's insurance company, but they don't think that's enough for what's happened to their son. So they're taking this to court and there's going to be a jury trial and there's like pre-trial prep happening, which is causing even more of a tension on not only Simon, but the rest of the family. Um, this all kind of comes to a head when Cecilia comes over after church. And she's like, I did something very bad. And she very quickly admits to the Rev before Annie can come down, because apparently Annie's going to be bad cop in the situation and the Rev's good cop, that she drove Simon to the airport and he's going to New York to see Matt. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, like I said, Simon ends up in New York. Um, he is walking through the hospital and he's carrying his suitcase because he has doesn't know he apparently does not know Matt's address or anything so he just decided to show up at the hospital um at the hospital he runs into our favorite nurse um who I cannot remember what her character's name is no she doesn't have a character name she's just oh just the nurse yeah um that's why I call her Marsha Wilson by her actress name uh so that's that sort of I mean except he runs into her uh, he's like, oh, do you know Matt Camden? She's like, are you a Camden or a friend? Um, then she just discloses a bunch of information that she knows about the Camdens. Um, but she says, like, well, um, Matt and Sarah are in the Berkshires on vacation. Um, why don't you try to stay with Mary and Carlos? And Simon is like, excuse me, who's Carlos? And Is Mary uh, staying with a man? Yeah. Are they married? Um Meanwhile, back at home, like, a big, uh, so we were were talking, Aaron mentioned that there's obviously been a lot of, like, tension in the Camden house, and it kind of all blows up finally when Simon's left the house between Annie and the Rev. So we gather that Annie blames the Rev for the accident. Uh, It's because, so we have to remember, the accident occurred when they were all heading to uh, the pizza place for Ruthie's becoming a woman celebration dinner and uh annie thinks that if the rev was driving the accident would have would not have happened but the rev decided to stay 
behind and come in later, so it's his fault. So they have a big fight over this. But it's only, I think it's just because there's high emotions. Yeah, I think everybody's a little bit on edge, so... Um... And there's a lot of, like, scenes we have where the Rev is talking to God and being like, we need something, some, some, something to, like, make us happy, something to make things lighter, like some good news or something. And I guess the good news comes in form of, like, the very last scene of the episode, which is when the Smiths, so that's Paul and Justin's parents come to the Camden house. Um, uh, yeah. They decide, or they've decided, and they've tell, they tell the Rev that they, they don't want to go to trial, that uh, they're just going to take the insurance company's money, that their initial reasoning for going to trial was because they wanted to make the Camdens hurt, but now there's no point because there's no amount of money that can bring their son back. We also find out more information about the accident. He wasn't wearing a helmet when he should have been, they did an autopsy, and he was on drugs. And the most, I think one of the most important pieces of information we find out is that their other son, Justin, is like, might do something to Simon. Right. They're like, oh, so we've tried to... <clears throat> they talk about how their, their other son having a lot of um, anger issues since the accident, and they're like, we want, we're trying to get him in counseling or whatever, but... He's not really being receptive to anything, and we want him to, um, we want him to change schools, but he he won't have it. So um, they're kind of like, uh, just like, oh, we're afraid that he might come and hurt Simon. So you need to have Simon transfer schools, which I think is absolute bullshit. Yeah, because yeah. like, just because like, I don't know. I think the one with the aggression problem should be the one who has to leave. But the, but. The Rev doesn't, he's just like, okay, thank you for letting me know this. Um, Simon didn't want to go back to school either, so, oh, I know what ends up happening. Anyway. <laughs> this happened in the last, episode, in the last one, too. Yeah, yeah, I just, something. as I'm talking there, I'm like, I know what happens. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. Like, I feel like for an episode that was supposed to be about, like, Simon and how he's dealing with the fact that he's, like, inadvertently killed someone, it really doesn't deal with Simon at all. Um, we get... I think the like most telling scenes we have with him are his conversation with Cecilia and an earlier conversation he has with Roxanne where she's like politely asking him, how are you? And he's like, how do you think? Like, you know, basically like, like, but otherwise I think it's a lot of focus on how the accident affected the Rev and Annie more so than anything else. Right. And then there's a lot of focus on the Rev's not liking the fact that Peter is constantly at their house. Um, right, which I don't really understand. I just felt like, I don't know, I think a lot of, like, Seventh Heaven's issues is their lack of commitment and going all the way on things. So, like, if you're going to have a serious, like, emotional episode, then have a serious emotional episode. Stop trying to, like, put in these, like, little bits of, like, unnecessary things, like this, like, mini Peter gossip circle thing. <laughs> Or, like, Roxanne and Chandler, or even... The really- Roxanne and Chandler thing was absolutely ridiculous, because they had... At the, there was no, absolutely no reason for them to be in this episode. It's not even like they're Camden family members. They're entirely, like... At, it was such a waste of time to have them in this episode. And also, um, I would just like to say that, like, for an episode that talked about Matt a lot, that talked about Mary a lot, they had such, like, distant characters with them there to represent them. 
and I get that, like, the actors are not available and stuff, then figure out a different storyline. Because you shouldn't have a random nurse be your stand-in for Matt, and you shouldn't have Carlos, who we haven't seen for five seasons, be your stand-in for Mary. Like, I don't know. I don't think that's... Like, I get that he's her husband now, but, like, that hasn't been set up for anybody who's been watching the show for five years, or for however many years, since season three. And that kind of irritates me. Anyway, what would you rate this episode? Oh, it was really boring, terrible, hated it. Uh, give it a three. Um, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna give it a 2.5. And I want to just end up with saying we obviously have new credits as we do every season. And Scott Leavenworth, Scotty Leavenworthy. Um, Leavenworth. Leavenworth, sorry. I mix up the where the Y goes. That's the first in the line, yeah. <laughs> um, is now a regular cat. He's on the opening credits now. But- the thing is, with the they like put people in and take them out, like you know, very ar- like yeah, yeah, arbitrarily, like with with no rhyme or reason. So, who knows if he'll stick around the whole season? He does. Plot. <laughs> Spoiler alert: he does. Um, okay, so we are with you as always every Wednesday and Saturday with new podcasts, and we're diving deep into season eight. Um, the deepest. The deepest. Uh, so you can listen to us on the iTunes Apple, iTunes Apple podcast app, uh, on Stitcher, and on SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast. And you can get us on all types of social media. We are Facebook.com slash CamdenCast, Instagram.com slash CamdenCastShow, Twitter.com slash CamdenCastShow. I'm Tanby. Oh, wait, I had one more thing to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just looked down at my notes. Did you know that Seventh Heaven was the first WB show to go eight seasons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, congratulations. So, congratulations, Seventh Heaven. We're the first Seventh Heaven podcast to go eight seasons, as far as I know. <laughs> so. so. Congrats to us as well. Anyway, yeah. um, you're Tanvi. Yeah. I'm Erin. This is Camden Cast. <laughs>